Hello, everyone, and welcome to Talking Games with Kelly and Andrew. I'm Andrew. And I'm Kelly. Uh, we just recorded an opening that we had to trash because moments in, Kelly coughed very violently and it threw me off. And honestly, I didn't think I'd be ever be able to perform that opening again. I know, that was a little bit scary. I think I messed it up. I think I always no. say hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Talking Games. I left off the another episode. You threw me off, Kelly. Oh, I'm so sorry. We're going to be, people are going to be mad. People are going to be so mad at us. <sighs> this is going to, oh my gosh. They're going to be peeved off. I'm sorry, everybody. Take your peeve and go elsewhere. Ew. Yeah. You heard me. I kind of want you to take your peeve because that sounds disgusting. <laughs> it does sound pretty gross. I regret this. Me too. Can we just start the news? Because I don't want to, I don't want to talk anymore, like casually, because this sucks. I don't want to be friends anymore casually. I just don't. Let's just make this purely professional. <laughs> I'm going to cut this part out because I don't need people to know that we're not friends anymore. Right. But the podcast we, must go on. So it, the show must go on. Yeah. Um, shows that perhaps would be on a platform like, like Netflix. Although, no. to be fair, many of their shows do not go on. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're um, actually one of the most prominent cancelers of shows. So, Yes. But the developer Boss Fight Entertainment has joined Netflix. Um, Netflix has acquired Boss Fight Entertainment, um, which is their third acquisition in sixth month, six months. Um, they're going to Netflix Games, just for the record. It's not like Netflix Studios. It's Netflix Games. So there is a difference. Yeah, they're not working um, on the next season of Tiger King or something. Yeah. I mean, they might be. Maybe. Tiger King the game? <laughs> this is all, like, you know, Boss Fight Entertainment is a very small group that's only made two games. So, like, it's not a name I had heard before this happened. But I think it does really signify that Netflix has a lot of interest in, like, the mobile game market. Yes. And I'm interested to see because, like, the launch of their mobile platform or, like, the gaming platform on mobile is just was a disaster, in my opinion. I couldn't even play it. And I, like, specifically got the update and the app store said I should have been able to. But I was never able to play a single game on my phone. So, I don't know. Considering how much they seem to be botching it already... I'm really not confident in the next chunk of time in their abilities. Yeah. I um I didn't even hear of this I didn't even hear about this developer. I have no idea what they did until I looked up and then I saw it was a mobile game and I immediately lost interest and stopped caring. Exactly. Um I play horrible mobile games where you pay money, real human money, and you make choices and um, it really messes your algorithm up. So you get, you start getting advertisements for these games and sometimes they're in like French and you're like, I don't even know what's going on right now. The advertisements are in French. Um, I just want to oh, wow. be transparent that I checked my Netflix app on my phone cause I haven't done this in a couple of weeks. Um, apparently I can get games now. And one of the first things I saw was a game called Nittens. It looks really stupid um, oh. and has some really bad CG cats. <laughs> um, it's a shame. Like this mobile store, this mobile game store seems to be pretty like, okay, UI wise. And like the cats in this picture are very slightly moving back and forth. So like, oh, 
And it's made yeah. by Netflix, I guess, because it has a little N in the corner. No, I, I take like that it. back. No, because some of the stuff, like, Netflix didn't make the uh, League of Legends mobile game, and it has a Netflix logo, so. Ugh. Ugh. Interesting. I So I just, okay, one more thing about this. I clicked on the Get Game button, and it just took me to the Google Play Store. So, like, it's just a yeah. link. Right. It's not, you can't get it through Netflix. You have to go back to the store. Yeah, I'm not too worried about Netflix overtaking video games or anything. <laughs> they're not no. doing so good so far. I don't think they're doing so good in any department, really. No. I mean, we don't have to talk about it, but they have Breaking they're having Bad. a hard time with their movies. They have Breaking Bad, you know, a show that they made, right? Totally. Yes. Oh, yeah, and Better Call Saul. Better Call Saul is going to be on Netflix, the new season. Yeah. <clears throat> so what we're saying is um, Netflix is not relevant to video games at all. And yeah. it has some shows that other people make that I watched. Yes. Uh, but another corporate overlord, Take-Two, Rockstar Games, just released the uh, much-anticipated Grand Theft Auto V for the first time and not for the third time <sighs> on PlayStation 5 and Series X. And they announced that coming exclusively to the PlayStation 5 and Series X versions of Grand Theft Auto Online is a new subscription service called GTA Plus, $6 a month, gets you extra G-Bucks. That's just what I'm guessing the Grand Theft Auto money is called. Um, and other perks. So uh, in case you hadn't already spent enough money on Grand Theft Auto, they have offered very generously the ability to spend more every month. Are you but excited? don't worry. But don't worry. They're working on Grand Theft Auto 6. Yeah. Are you, uh, you going to subscribe, Kelly? Um, I'm a lifetime subscriber. I have a lifetime subscription. They just to, they just announced it though. How are you already? Um, How? I've been in talks with Mr. Two at Take Two, <laughs> and he has granted me a lifetime subscription in advance that I can check that I can cash. Okay. Uh, when this begins today. Um, today. It just it begins. looks stupid. It looks dumb. I hate it. I hate all of this. I'm so sick of GTA 5. I'm sick of subscriptions. Um, I pay so many monthly subscriptions. I can't even imagine adding another one for something as stupid as Grand Theft Auto 5 online. I really hate in this show when we set up really good transitions, but it's not the next story. Because <laughs> yeah. you're talking about monthly subscriptions, and we have a very, very important monthly subscription story later. Oh, well. Oh, well. Just stay tuned. <laughs> That's the transition. Is <laughs> Be excited. Yes, because we're done be... talking about Rockstar, but we got more. Excited. It's probably not the word I would use for it. No. Is there anything else to be excited for this year? Um, No, actually. <laughs> so we knew before that the new Suicide Squad kill the justice league game was going to be delayed we didn't have a date um we now know that it is going to be delayed until the spring of next year so spring of 2023 so that could really be february it could be march it could be may um spring is kind of a vague time whereas fall is usually november but i don't know i mean like we had those reports of this happening uh, a couple weeks ago and i still wanted to believe they were not correct but that was yeah. it. that was 
naive of me. I just was excited for this game. And there's still so much going on in 2022. 2022 is still going to be a fantastic year. But having this delayed still did hurt. The only bright side is that 2023 is kind of looking up now. You know, we got a couple big games coming already <laughs> that year. But yeah, which is like good. That's that's good. And this year's still packed. But at the same time, it's like, what the heck? I don't know. I'm just going to put it out there. OK, Kelly, let's predict the next big delay that's going to happen into 2023. Mine. I, I have one. OK, go ahead. Starfield. Ooh, that's a good one. I think that's a really safe bet. For a delay? Because we really haven't seen anything. That's my thing, is I think we're just about to hit the point. Like, within the next, like, two months especially, we will have passed the threshold where if we haven't seen it, I'm very concerned. Like, I could understand waiting to June, but at the same time, it's like, we've seen, like, a screenshot since they announced it. I think we need to see a little more. So that's my current prediction for game that will be delayed to next year. Yeah. Let me see, because that would that would have been a good one. So, let me you see can, if I you can. You can share with one. me, but well, it was my game. I came up with it on the fly and didn't even give you time to think about it. Well, that's all right. Let's see. Oh yeah, maybe the new Saints Row game. Oh, that's not a bad idea because it's already got delayed to. Wasn't August. it going to come out? Yeah, it was supposed to come out early this like February or something or April, and it got pushed to to August. Yeah, that's actually a really good one. Forspoken. <laughs> don't say that that's mean <laughs> that one would hurt we were so close to release date and then they were like no you're not psych yeah I think it will probably be either Starfield or the new Saints Row or both hopefully neither but we'll have to wait yeah. and see uh, a game that you can look forward to playing this year though if you're an anime fan and only if you're an anime fan if you're not <laughs> skip forward 45 seconds because we don't even want you in the story Whoa. that's that's not true please don't skip um one piece odyssey a new jrpg from bandai namco is coming to playstation 4 and 5 xbox series x and pc this year um it was announced earlier this week it looks surprisingly nice like for a licensed anime game I was really pleasantly surprised with like some of these character models and animations. Uh, I know they're probably only showing off the best of the best because it's the reveal trailer. But even some of like the basic movement looks pretty nice. And I'm excited by the prospect of this, especially for fans of One Piece. Yeah, you know, One Piece fans, they just don't have enough content. No, 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 they, they don't. They need more. <laughs> that is uh, quite the idea. Like the fact that this game has, or this series has what like 14 trillion chapters or something <laughs> like didn't it hit a yeah. thousand episodes of anime i don't even know let's see did it hit a thousand of one of the anime or the manga chapters there's a th oh a thousand chapters as of december 2021 okay okay because i think they're still they're still going at it for sure oh and yeah. now they're getting a very impressive looking video game uh they didn't and show off the combat series oh yeah made by netflix Netflix. Um, I, I'm not going to play this game because I'm not invested in One Piece, but I'm still impressed by how it looks and excited for the fans. And I don't know who the legs are at the end. They have like a reveal at the end where they're like, oh, it's that character. But I'm like, I'm those are just two thin legs that are completely nondescript. How would I know? <laughs> I'm sure the fans would be like, oh, my God, it's, that's this person. It's, it's Jambalaya. 
There probably is you a know, character in that series called Jambalaya. <laughs> I was going to say, the main character's name is, is Luffy, Luffy D. Monkey. So yeah, I'm sure there's a character named Jambalaya in I a scre- thousand chapters. I, I'm scrolling through the comments and I don't see anything about who that character is. Oh, Although somebody said something about a character named Jembe and I misread it and I was like, oh my God, is there a Jambalaya? It's not. <laughs> but There's a lot of One Piece video games. Yeah, a this lot. one looks impressive. Like a lot of them have looked kind of like mid-tier licensed game, but honestly, this looks like I guess the definition of mid-tier change. So maybe you could consider this mid-tier still, but like it looks like almost Dragon Quest quality. So yeah, I'm excited to see the actual like gameplay unfiltered. Maybe it'll be a um, four versus one asymmetrical multiplayer game. So I think that's unlikely, but, you know, <laughs> I wonder what, what, what brought that to your mind. That seems so strange and random. Um, so the Friday the 13th developer, Ilphonic, has announced that they are releasing a um, an asymmetrical four versus one <laughs> multiplayer game based on the Ghostbusters property. It's called Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed, <gasps> and it's supposed to be coming out this year. So that's for those who are unaware it's sort of like a dead by daylight friday the 13th sort of jam yeah Um, i think it looks like i heard this news and i was like "Ah, okay i think it looks pretty nice honestly like it looks like a fun game yeah i mean i don't trust them after what happened with friday the 13th but wasn't that a licensing issue when it went down though yeah but why There's would you a... go forth and make more licensed content? Because that's when all you they do. Had all these issues. That's all they've ever done, right? Because they made that's true, yeah, the Friday Predator. the 13th and Predator, yeah. But Friday it's funny 13th... because. Go ahead. I was going to say um, Ghostbusters is probably a safer property than Friday the 13th. I know there's a lot of copyright issues with Friday the 13th. And also, like Dan Aykroyd is involved in this. So it's like, if Dan Aykroyd is involved, it's, it's probably safe. I also. Dang. This is a commentary on like not video games, but seeing Dan Aykroyd in this trailer made me crack up because I'm like, that's what Dan Aykroyd wanted himself to look like in this game. <laughs> like he's like, please don't make me look like an old fart. Make me look good. Yeah. Because he looks like old, but not nearly as decrepit as he looks in real life. Yeah. It's nice. It's very colorful. I Yeah. I think the gameplay looks really fun and like this might become a real hit. Yeah, I guess my only caveat is that I feel like a lot of the times with these games, what you have to do is keep adding more content. Otherwise, they really get people get really burnt out on them. Um, so I just wonder if they're going to be able to sustain that. I guess so, because it's not like Dead by Daylight has no problem because they can reach into any horror property. But this kind of has a pretty strict limit on what is available. Unless they go into like making new stuff, which is always an option. Yeah. I don't know how much creative freedom they have, though. Yeah. Uh, but I, I don't know. It looks interesting, and like, I think asymmetrical multiplayer are always asymmetrical multiplayer games like this are always kind of interesting because it's four Ghostbusters versus one ghost, mm-hmm. and the ghost gameplay from what we've seen looks really fun to me. I always like being like the the agent of chaos in these kinds of games. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Like, like when I play Dead by Daylight, I like to play the monster, even though I was really, really bad at it. <laughs> like I was horrifically bad at it, but I had more fun that way. Yeah. Um, 
So, and I think this game has a lot of really nice graphical finesse, I think, which is surprising because I think a lot of these multiplayer games have a degree of jank to be expected, and this kind of doesn't. Agreed. So I guess we'll know later this year. It, it's slated for quarter four, so it's definitely not coming soon. I wouldn't be surprised if it was like a Halloween release date. Yeah, I think that would make sense. Uh, but perhaps it will be available on PlayStation Plus. Not likely, but hey, you got to transition <laughs> however you got to. So this is the subscription service I referenced earlier. We all know what PlayStation Plus is. It is a service to play online games for PlayStation and get a couple little freebies every month. But they also have a service called PlayStation Now that allows you to stream a bunch of game selection, very similar to uh, Xbox Game Pass. We've been hearing rumors about a service called Spartacus, which has turned out to just be the code name. In fact, they have revealed today that there are three tiers of PlayStation Plus releasing in June. This will also be the end of PlayStation Now. The most basic version is called PlayStation Plus Essential. Also, just a warning, buckle up. This is a lot of information. As I said, the first tier is called PlayStation Plus Essential. Functionally, this is identical to the PlayStation Plus that we've been familiar with. So you get the two monthly games, you get some discounts, cloud storage, and online multiplayer access. So you still will need this um, if you want to play online. It's going to maintain the same price as current PlayStation Plus. So if that's all you want, you just want to play online, nothing's going to change for you. They're just going to change the name from PlayStation Plus to PlayStation Plus Essential. The second tier will be called PlayStation Plus Extra. It will provide all those benefits, as well as a catalog of 400-ish PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 games available to download. Um, there will be some PlayStation Studios games, as well as third-party selections. It will be available for $15 a month or $100 a year. And then the top tier will be called PlayStation Plus Premium. All the benefits from the previous two tiers, as well as 340 additional games from the PlayStation 3, PlayStation 2, PlayStation 1, and PlayStation Portable. All of these games, except for PlayStation 3, will be available for download. PlayStation 3 will only be available through streaming. Um, but you can stream any of them, any of them that you want to your PlayStation 4, 5, and and ooh, and 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 your PC. Um, this will be available for 18 a month or 120 a year. Um, that is one thing to note. The difference between the monthly and the annual price is gigantic. If you're at all interested in this, please get the annual. It is almost half the price. It is 220 a year if you pay monthly or 120 if you pay annually. So do keep that in mind. This is set to release in June. It'll come out in different times based on what uh, what territory you are in. There was also one additional tier called PlayStation Plus Deluxe, which is between the second and third. And that's if you're in a territory with very low internet speeds. So for a slightly lower fee, they remove the PlayStation 3 offering so you can't stream games. Um, this was rumored to be uh, coming out this week. It's kind of a relief because Kelly and I had to delay the recording of this episode by a day. And this news <laughs> came out this morning. So this information is a lot to take in. I think the key thing here is that this will not be a Game Pass competitor directly. New PlayStation exclusives will not be coming to the service. It is already confirmed as such. Um, 
I'm mixed. How are you feeling? Um, I don't know. I don't know if I feel like particularly positive or negative about it. I think it was always going to be like a matter of time um, before something like this came around. I think it's unfortunate that it's not really a Game Pass equal. Mm-mm. Um, I think that would have been a big draw for a lot of people. Oh, absolutely. But it was just inevitable. So I can't really bring myself to be sad about it. But I don't know. I might get the... Because you know what? I really (laughs) would love to be able to play PlayStation 2, PlayStation 1, and PlayStation Portable games. Yes. Um, That's a really big thing for me. Especially like PlayStation 2. Um, So I will probably get it. (laughs) Honestly... If you look at the annual price, it's pretty reasonable in my opinion. You yeah. know, cuz most people are playing paying 60 a year anyway for basically online access and then sometimes you get excited by the freebie game. But this seems like for 60 extra dollars a year, you get a lot of added value. Like I said, the only real disappointment to me is that PlayStation 3 games can't be downloaded. Yeah. They're not the most demanding or like high fidelity, so streaming should be okay, but like I don't know. Some people don't have super reliable internet. Mine's okay. And I've streamed some games before, but I always have some level of issue. So, and that's probably the library I'm most excited to revisit. Cause like that was when I got the most into video games was PlayStation three. That's how I got into video games like truly and fully. Yeah. But I think ultimately we need to wait till June to be, to know if we're excited because we don't know what games are included. Right. Like that's a lot. 340, retro games if you call them that it it feels gross to call playstation 3 retro but (laughs) 340 playstation 3 and earlier games and then 400 ps4 and 5 games i think i'm more excited for the old stuff because like let's be realistic here of those 400 playstation 4 and 5 games there will probably be a lot a lot of crossover with what's on game pass yeah because most of those games those publishers are like yeah anybody can have them just pay us a little bit of money and you can have them so they'll probably fill it out that way. I, I'm kind of with you. Specifically PlayStation Portable I'm pumped for. Yeah. Because like PlayStation 1 and 2, I can still like theoretically plug into my TV and play. I really don't want to pull out my PlayStation Portable to play any games, really. Yeah. Something weird happened to my PlayStation Portable. It like the battery like burst. Passed so it, away. Like, it's like bumped out. And now I can't even turn it on anymore, even if I like push it in while I'm trying to play. And maybe not the battery, maybe the power source is what I mean. But it's for some reason it, I think maybe it got dented and moving or something. Yeah. I don't know. But now it's completely unplayable for me. So I'm excited for this PSP portion, at least. I'm also very, very interested to see about like what kind of upscaling they have because some PlayStation Portable games, if they just ported them straight on, and you just played them as they were, they would look really, really bad on modern TVs. So yeah. I hope that they have some really good like AI upsampling, upscaling technology going on here, which they probably will because like PlayStation, say what you will about their game release schedule, they're pretty dedicated to quality. So I'm very invested to see. Hopefully the upgrade process is very easy because I already have PlayStation Plus. I bought a year subscription quite a while ago. So hopefully it's easy as being like, oh, just give us a, f- a few extra bucks. And now it's PlayStation Plus Premium. Also, it's <laughs> these names suck. Yeah, it's not I, great. 
essential. essential, extra, and premium. I'm like, just make it tier one, tier two, and tier three. Yeah. Because this is... And and there's deluxe in some territories. I'm like, that's too many. <laughs> that's too that's, many. That's a lot of things to remember. I think they probably... I, I guess... The thing for me is who's getting the middle tier? I feel like it's all or nothing for most people, you know? Yeah. Because why wouldn't you just pay an extra 20 a year and then boom, you get all those old games as well? I guess we'll see soon. I'm sure somebody will. I mean, somebody has to if they're if that's what they're doing. I don't know. I am, like I said, I'm mixed. There's so many good things and exciting things and so many like, caveats like i'm so many questions were just left unanswered here and i think announcing this without the the cattle the actual catalog is very bold like they're just assuming that people are going to be pumped based on the idea of it and it's like i got game pass because of the games on it not because they just told me hey here's there will be games i got it because i liked the games in the catalog and i wanted to play them i suppose this is a very easy way to play older games on a modern television without having to hook anything new up. So in that sense, that's good. Yeah. I would love to play like, I know you've said this before, Kelly, and I don't want to get you like overexcited since we don't have any reference of what's coming, but like, I really want to play Persona 3 Portable on the TV. <laughs> you, you know what else I really would like to play is the Sly Cooper games. <gasps> I would hope all major first party games from like back in the day are included yeah and if they're not the service is really going to be put into question a lot more <laughs> yeah. like if they Honestly. don't include all the old ratchet games all the old sly cooper games jack and daxter shadow of the colossus it'd be crazy if they included shadow of the colossus i mean not crazy but it's like if you had the like um premium you yeah. would be able to pick whichever console you wanted to play <laughs> Well, it yeah, because there's for a two, three, and four. Yeah, because I would, I guess, in that sense, they it might be like the PlayStation Three collections come to the the service. Like you don't get to play Sly Cooper on PS2; you get to play the collection that was on PS3. Right, right. I don't know. There's so many sense. logistical questions. Also, the fact that like when they announce this this catalog, we're gonna have to scroll through seven hundred something games just to see what it. And I mean, like, it's easy to just scroll fast, but that's a lot of games. That is more than Game Pass. I think Game Pass is at like 400. You know what? I shouldn't just make bold claims. Let's look at like the list of Game Pass games and make sure I'm not saying some absurd number that's really low or really high. Currently, on console, there are... Oh, come on. 455. I was very oh. close. <laughs> yeah, you were pretty close. And 419 if you're playing on PC. So... This is not quite double, but it's it's up there. Yeah. Which doesn't say much. You know, you can load a service up with garbage. We've talked about Netflix a lot. The selection <laughs> being big does not matter if it's a lot of bad stuff. But if they're working with like Atlas, Sega, Square Enix, all these companies to bring a lot of their third party classic games, it would be really exciting. Oh my goodness, be. if I could play Crisis Core on my TV... Oh, please, if I could play all of... Oh, I don't even... Okay, I'm going to just stop because I'm thinking if about I, all the games I want to play. <laughs> if I could play Barbie Horse Adventure 
it would be over. So I'm going to I'm going to go out on a limb and say that's <laughs> probably not likely to be included. Well, so you don't know that. Uh, I don't know. Well, I'm, <laughs> I'm really happy we got to end this week uh, news wise on such a happy oh, note. Oh, right, Kelly. Um, wait. Yeah, There's totally. Nothing else got announced today. Shut up. Stop. There's one more very important piece of news. No, there's not. I think you're forgetting. Kelly, if I keep denying it and cutting you off before you finish, <laughs> it cannot be true. Well, buckle up, because it's true. Today, March 29th, 2022, Nintendo of America tweeted a video... Wait, of, can I just guess? Uh, sure. I'm assuming that this is to announce and show off Zelda producer Ig Onuma's new haircut. Am you, I correct? You know what? Maybe that's why they had him do it. Um, <laughs> but no, he didn't say anything about his haircut. Mr. Aonuma, Aonuma said that, um, well... You guys, actually, Breath of the Wild 2 isn't coming out until 2023. <sighs> so we really appreciate your patience, and we really want to make a good game. Um, so that's what he said. And you know what? I could have told you two weeks ago. That I think Breath of the Wild 2 is uh, not happening this year. You did and, say that two weeks ago. You said that we, the day of the direct. <laughs> and we were all like, and we were all like, oh, Kelly, you're so crazy, Kelly, for saying that, Kelly. And look who's laughing now. <laughs> I'm actually not laughing because it's very sad. But I'm laughing to cope. I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy, okay? I'm not crazy. I knew it because I said to myself, I had a feeling. I had a feeling in my heart. I'm like, you know what? If this game was coming out this year, we'd see more of it. 100%. <sighs> but we have not seen a hide nor hair. Except for that um, trailer from last year, but and six more seconds today. There were six seconds of new footage. That's true. We um, saw a weird-looking master sword. But unfortunately, that footage was delivered with the information that we would not be extrapolating on this footage until next year. So, <sighs> sad, sad day. But you know what? Maybe it's for the best. I mean, not maybe. It's probably for the best. I really hoped when I saw like an update on Twitter about Breath of the Wild 2 that it was going to be like the announcement of a direct of like showing off the game. I was so pumped. And then instantly. It you saw just... that black background and you were like, it's over. Yeah. We've <laughs> only ever seen like the green screened producers from Nintendo when they have bad stuff to say to us. <laughs> Poor Aonuma has to do this all the time. This is just like his He's second like, job. Stop making me do this. And like people we, don't want to see me anymore. <laughs> they associate me with bad things. <laughs> My face clearly brings bad news. <laughs> and he's like, I'll just get a haircut. They won't notice. I didn't oh, even notice he had a haircut because I was so disturbed by reading the subtitles of announcing a delay. And then I rewatched it. I was like, oh, he don't have long hair anymore. I know. That's like his iconic look is the long hair. Looking good. Link got long hair and he got short hair. What does it mean? What does it mean? It means that Breath of the Wild 2 is coming out next year. Womp womp. 
Yeah. I'm you texted sorry, me this morning and you're like, we called it. And I was like, I wish we hadn't. <laughs> like, I wish you hadn't said that. I know. I felt bad because I feel because you didn't respond for a while. So I was like, oh, man. <laughs> he probably woke <laughs> up and this is the first text he saw. It Literally, I woke up. I picked up my phone, saw a text from Kelly, was making sure she was not hospitalized and saw a Twitter <laughs> link. And I said, uh-oh. You know, if I generally, if I receive a text message that is a Twitter link, <laughs> it's almost always bad news from anybody. Nobody sends Twitter links like, woo, look. Yeah. It's almost always bad news. So yeah. then I just sat there in the dark of my room sobbing <laughs> while I watch this, this six seconds of new footage. I wonder if maybe it's like, I don't know. I don't know. I, I thought the Switch was nearing the end, but... Probably not. Well, uh, my guess is that the Switch 2 will release late 2024. Oh. It could be March of 2024, because that'd be exactly seven years after, but part of me thinks that they'll go for like seven and some change years on this one. Do you think? Yeah, because the Switch is just doing so good. They don't really have any mega motivation to move on from it. So. Well, thanks for ending on such a happy note. Did you play any games this week? Uh, I have still been playing Smelden Ring. Um, I'm unpacking the lore. Um, I told Andrew this, but I just would like to share that I was very anxious about a certain boss. And you can say the name. I think we're in safe territory. I was very anxious about fighting General Star Scourge General Radon. But I beat him in two tries. <laughs> so. so rude. So Took me two hours. So you guys take that one to the bank. No, I think being a sorcerer in this game is very, very OP. Um, There is no easy mode, but I think I'm playing easy mode. <laughs> <laughs> um. But no, I'm I'm still having a lot of fun. I'm probably like 50 hours in now. Um, they're characters I feel very attached to. That's bad. I know. It's really bad. I really like Blythe, but we all know. Well, maybe we don't. I'm not going to say anything. I like Randy too. Randy the Witch. And I'm not going to say anything about that either. <laughs> Souls games just aren't nice to characters in general. No, they really aren't. Um... And it's so easy to just like completely ruin their quest and be like, oops, I used to, <laughs> Did I, I didn't talk that? to you for too long and now you're trying to kill me, but it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. That's how real friendships work anyway. So I get <laughs> If you don't text back, you will, your friendship will end and so will your life. You will perish. Kelly almost killed me because I didn't respond to her Twitter link this morning. I did. I was starting to feel the fever, but then I recovered. Um, anyway, I'm still really enjoying it. I'm having a lot of fun. Um, I don't think I'm close to being done yet because I'm just, I'm taking my time and I just don't have enough time in the day to play it. Yeah. Um, but I really like my build and I'm excited. I don't know. I guess I haven't really been playing anything else. I do also play Stardew Valley a little bit just to calm me down. <laughs> After um, you. Beat Madonna in two tries. <laughs> it was like I was like, yeah, yeah. 
yeah. And then I beat another boss who was like really weak. And I was like, maybe I'm just <laughs> overleveled. Strong, yeah. <laughs> maybe something is wrong here. <laughs> yeah. But the other boss was easy. I looked it up online and it was like intentionally easy. So Yeah. I mean, I beat, like I said, the final boss took me seven hours and then I kept playing a little bit. I'm done with the game now, but I moved on to another like quote unquote main boss, one of the shard bearers. And I beat it first try, and I was like, "Oh, who?" Uh, Riker. You don't have to. You don't have to tell me. No, it's okay. I'll say Riker. Uh, when you start uh, the game, it like tells you all the bosses. You just—I'm uh, not going to give details, but uh, I did what? What about the dung eater? I don't think I fought a dung eater. He like hangs out in the table at the round table, and he's yeah, I didn't nasty. Fight him. Oh, yeah, me neither. Well, I guess that's not a spoiler. It's interesting because we're taking different paths. Like, I played, like, 70-something hours and played... I beat, like, every boss that it basically inclined me to directly. But I didn't fight the Dung Eater. Well, I don't like his attitude, so... Did you fight Rikerd? <laughs> no, no, not yet. No. Okay. I'm not doing story bosses for a little while. Okay. Is he considered a story boss? I, I don't know. Okay. The story is so like weird and non-linear and like kind of background that it's hard to tell what is a story boss besides like the one that makes the credits roll. I will say also that despite that fact, I think Elden Ring has the most cohesive lore. Oh yeah, I kind of understood what was going on. Except for maybe Bloodborne. Bloodborne has a very cohesive lore as well. But Elden Ring, I feel like I can follow a lot easier than any of the Dark Souls games in which I was very confused until like the end of the game. I was like, oh, I think I get it. But then I had to watch a YouTube video. And then I was like, oh, I get it now because of the video. Yeah. I watched a YouTube video about Elden Ring, like a 45-minute lore breakdown, which honestly made sense because I was able to follow, like, who the characters were and stuff. Like, I understood basic relations and all the character names and, like, their roles, which made it a Mm -hmm. lot easier to understand the lore. So. Yeah. But anyway, that's what I played this week. Andrew, what did you play this week? Uh, I don't play games. I watch shows based on video games exclusively. Oh, right, right, right. right. Um, and a new one came out, Kelly. One that we both watched, right? You totally watched it? No. You watched oh, Snapchat. Oh, yes. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. You I watched, watched Snapchat, Snapchat videos <laughs> of that I sent you. Uh, the Halo series premiered on Paramount Plus this past week. Uh, I watched 40 minutes of the opening hour long episode. And um, I really, really did not like it, Um, indicated partially by the fact that I did not finish it. It was very stupid. Um, It was so cheap looking. The writing and act, the acting was really bad. Like, I'm sorry, I don't want to trash on the the actors. It might very well be the direction that they were given. But like all of it felt super staged and scripted and not organic. It looked like a mid 2000s sci fi television series, sci fi channel television Oof. series. Um, there was a lot of gimmicks when Master Chief arrived. It kept transitioning to a first person view over and over and over. The CG was very bad. The main enemies, the grunt enemies, were uh, attacking a village of sorts, and they looked very not real. Like, supremely not real and not there. Uh, I just did not like this. And I don't know what I expected, but even even my expectations being low, this was a disappointment. 
and I did not finish the first episode and I will not be watching more. So sorry if you were excited. Yeah, it looked really bad. I sent Kelly clips just to laugh at it because it looked so bad. So I think you probably got the best experience. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even listen with sound on. That nothing of importance was said. <laughs> Except for I'm Master Chief. Yeah. Oh. I wish it had that music. Your voice <laughs> was better than the generic music they used. Ugh. Uh, but I also played some video games this week, I guess. I started Tunic, a new Zelda-like game about a little fox in a tunic. It is adorable, and it came to Game Pass. Surprise drop on there. Uh, I played the first probably hour or two, and I was very excited by the prospect of this game. I thought it was visually very nice. I started it and got instantly excited because one of the major goals of the game is collecting little pieces of paper, and the, that paper creates a game manual that you look at in the game that's like extremely high fidelity. It has a lot of really cool artwork and a lot going on, and you literally like flap through the pages as though it's a real Pay, as as though it's a real uh, manual. It has like notes from the previous owner. It's in a not real language, so you kind of have to gather what's going on through like the pictures and the buttons that it's telling you. And I thought that was really cool. Sadly, the way the character moved felt very bad to me, and the combat felt kind of flaily, like nothing was responding how I expected or wanted it to. Mm. I probably will not be able to play this game more because it's just it just felt not it didn't feel good to play you know and i was very disappointed by that because i've been looking forward to this game for quite a while sadly but also it's on game pass so i'm not like super upset i didn't spend a bunch of money on it um if you have game pass and you're interested check it out you know these problems might be something i have but you don't and i do think that instruction manual gimmick is really cool and really beautiful so it's not all negative I also played the newly released port of Persona 4 Arena Ultimax. Um, not a lot to say about this one. It is a fighting game by Arc System Works, so it is extremely polished, extremely fun to play, visually stunning. Um, I love Persona 4, but this game didn't quite mesh with me because I don't like how separate the gameplay is from the story. Like, the story mode is just cutscenes, basically. Like, just cutscenes. And then there's also arcade modes that you can play. And just the way that they flow into each other is pretty minimal. And there is some story in the arcade modes, but it's mostly delegated to a functional theater mode. So, if you're a huge fan of Persona 4 and you just need more content, this might be worth looking into. If you're a huge fighting game fan, look into this. You don't have to do the story stuff. You can just appreciate the really nice gameplay. Uh, and I think it's a it's a nice port, but they didn't really add anything from the original version. So if you have played this game before, you're probably, you're probably okay not to return. Unless you just need, you just want to play online. Because it does have online and it's getting rollback netcode soon. So it'll be an even better online experience very soon. Highlight of this week, though. New re newly released for the Nintendo Switch family of consoles, Kirby and the Forgotten Land. By far the most exciting thing I've experienced in the past week. It is top of the line. 
The visual style is absolutely incredible. I love the colors. The graphics are super nice. The camera is mostly locked, so you don't have complete camera control. And because of that, they really control what you see, and it looks beautiful because of it. Um, there's a lot of thematic stuff going on. Like you're moving through a, a world that actually has some interesting theming, and it feels like you're moving in an organic way from level to level. And it's kind of like a lot of abandoned places, as we've seen in the trailer. So there's like abandoned mall, abandoned factory, and it almost feels like something out of our world but with like a Kirby touch to it. Uh, as far as the gameplay goes, I did think Kirby was a touch slow, but he still felt very good to control. I think they nerfed his jumping ability a lot, which helped this game feel more controlled. You know, you can't just float infinitely up. You can float for quite a while, but you have a pretty strict limit on how high you can go, so you can't just jump over every obstacle. You have to think about things. Um, the power-ups... The copy abilities are very plentiful and they're unique. They also have the ability to be upgraded, which is fantastic because that adds like a lot of variety and you can pick your favorite power up, um, upgrade it, get more out of it, and even certain powers that you're not huge on. When you upgrade them, you might become a much bigger fan of them. And I don't think there's any power up that really is a bad one. All of them are fun to use. So when the game inclines you to be using different ones it's not a disappointment that you have to get rid of whatever you have on hand uh there's also the mouthful mode which is taking control of things like cars or like a giant traffic cone and other things that i shall not spoil and those are super fun they're used much more sparsely so that it's exciting when you come upon them and i think that's really fantastic uh there's a lot of side activities available uh mini games in the hub area they're mostly fun some of them are extremely hard and i don't understand why because it's kirby <laughs> like the fishing minigame as we have seen was shockingly difficult to get to the end of and there is a emotion controlled minigame that was very fun until they were like time for it to get extra difficult and then i stopped having fun but it was still very well designed um, you can also upgrade said town. So as you're moving through these these levels in the overworld, you are collecting waddledees, either hidden in the world being captured or by completing certain tasks, like finding a secret room or getting through this this trial without falling off. And by getting those waddledees, you are slowly upgrading your town. So when you get like, let's just say you get 50 waddledees total, they will upgrade and build a new building that allows you to buy new things or play a new minigame. And I think that was really good incentive to keep me going. Uh, the structure is extremely reminiscent of Mario 3D World for the Wii U and Switch. So if you have played that game ever, this reminds me a lot of that, where it's more like linear 3d levels that feel almost like an expansion of a 2d game concept and i think that serves kirby pretty well i think moving all the way to like open world 3d game probably would have been a little overwhelming for the little guy but this is like a middle step and who's to say if he'll stay here or maybe expand maybe expand even more in the next one uh this is kind of reminiscent of my demo opinions but the the multiplayer is a little lackluster if you have somebody that you want to play with they very much will be delegated to player two in a lot of ways. They don't get camera control. If Kirby leaves the current area, Waddle D is pulled, Bandana Waddle D is pulled along with Kirby. Um, and it's like, uh, it's serviceable. 
I'm not upset because I didn't expect an enormous multiplayer mode, but hey, it's kind of like when you expect nothing and you don't get the best thing, it's not a big disappointment, but I do wish they could have done a little more. Uh, and I'm just, I'll just say, I'm just very excited to be excited about Kirby because I haven't really felt this invested in a Kirby game since Triple Deluxe that came out very early on in the 3DS lifespan, which was probably 10 years ago now. Ugh. Right? I don't want to think yeah, about that. Probably. Kirby Triple Deluxe came out January of 2014. Ugh. So a little Not over eight sad, years but... ago. Yeah. Um, and this is just the first time I've really been excited since then. I liked the games that came after it. I think Planet Robobot was like a absolute polished sheen version of the Kirby formula and Star Allies was fun, but I haven't been excited, you know, and this is really exciting. Uh, this is probably the best Kirby has been since like the Super Nintendo with Return to Dreamland, if not the best he's ever been ever. It's a really polished game. It's still simple. It is still easy. Um, so don't expect to go into this with like a lot of challenges to what you expect from games. They're not going to shake up any definitions of what you expect, but if you want to have a good time, a breezy good time with lots of fun collectibles to find, lots of beautiful visuals and adorable characters, oh my goodness, the enemies, you know, like those, those cat dog-like creatures that were in all the trailers. Do you want to know what they're called? What are they called? A woofie. No! <laughs> you, you, <laughs> the primary enemy of this game is called an a woofie. It's no. adorable. Um, oh my god. <laughs> I love the a woofie. <laughs> I have finished the story of this game, the main story now. It's not super long. It probably took me like between 8 and 12 hours there's no way to track the hours which is frustrating so I can't tell you the exact number um, but I have 72% I believe of everything in the game I got most of the waddledees as I went along and I missed a couple at the very end because I just wanted to rush and finish the game before today and there appears to be some interesting post game stuff I'll report more about that next week but as it stands highly recommended if you have a switch if you want to play something that's going to make you feel good and just be fun. This is the way to go. It is pure joy. It's joyful. Mouthful. Mouthful. Joyful. Mouthful A of woofie. joy. A woofy. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kelly, we made it through another week. We sure did. We didn't even did you know we didn't even mention that last week was episode forty? Really? Yeah, we just got we just started and finished episode forty without mentioning anything about it being that. Well, we're rapidly we're rapidly approaching our year anniversary of starting this. Wow! I just can't believe that we're finally gonna get Jeff Keeley on the show for our our one year anniversary. I know. Finally, I've been bugging him all this time, and he's like, "No, no, no." But then we were like, but it's our year anniversary. And he was like, oh, I'm in. He can't oh, keep word. ducking. He can't leave. He can't escape us for long. He cannot keep ducking you. I know. I'm sick of it. Well, Sorry. we're also very close to the release of 
the Sonic. Elden Sonic, Rings. What? Oh. You have Elden Ring. You're 50 <laughs> hours into Elden Ring. The Sonic what? Movie. Are we? Sonic the Hedgehog 2 is out in less than two weeks. Oh my god. This is episode 41. We'll be talking about it on episode 43. You know I already have my tickets, Kelly. <laughs> you know I'm already locked in. I bought the tickets the day they went live on Fandango.com. Wow, Fandango. That's actually not true. I bought it directly from Cinemark because it costs more <laughs> I was on Fandango. Say, Fandango? I didn't even know Fandango existed anymore. Why would it? I mean, I Remember know. Remember the little paper bag commercials? It was like the paper bag people and they'd be talking about Fandango. That's not relevant. It's it's relevant. I think that they're <laughs> they should make a game based on the Fandango paper puppets. Paper puppets. Paper, I agree. Paper puppet, paper puppet, paper puppet, paper puppet. Paper puppet, paper puppet, paper puppet, paper puppet, paper puppet, paper puppet. That feels like it should be difficult, but that was very easy to say. Yeah. It's not hard. No. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to this Fandango-filled episode. Fandango feels like an adjective, so I'm just going to go with it. Look forward to seeing you next week to talk about more games, probably some more Elden Ring, because somebody... Is playing a lot of Elden Ring. <gasps> Who? And pr- it's me. It's me. Oh wait, it's you. You're right. And probably some Kirby because I just all I want to do is play Kirby. Kirby, Kirby. Kirby, Kirby. Kirby, Kirby. See ya, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.